January 8. In the morning, I was on N1, CNN affiliate, uh, together with um, a lady that has uh, founded an organization that promotes the value of uh, <laughs> I wanted to say humanity. I'm trying to find the best way to translate. Uh, like the human in a person. Uh, and it's devoted to children, promoting the ethics and right values. And they, are, they would like to establish the concept of children as ambassadors of goodwill and the best in us, in all of us. And she's nearing retirement and she's worried about who is going to uh, continue that work. Uh, they organize uh, they organize congresses uh, every year, and I was uh, the one I participated in one of the, the not the next the last one but the next to the last one. They invited a lot of politicians. It was in the parliament of Bosnia Herzegovina, and I was the only politician who answered their call. Uh, talked to young people about uh, the importance of political engagement and importance of values and principles. She liked it, so she organized, arranged this um, half-hour conversation uh, on any other Saturday morning. Uh, the three of us, a gentleman from Mostar as well, who helped her uh, work on, on uh, organizing that congress. And the three of us were there and talked about uh, the issues of youth and uh, ethics and principles and so on. On Sunday, we had a town hall meeting in the city of Gradacets. Uh, Gradacets was the place where there was, during the, uh, during the Ottoman rule, there was an uprising held by a well-known uh, historical figure, a Bosniak, that was crushed by the Ottomans eventually, but there was uh, a way to establish an autonomy for Bosnia within the Ottoman Empire. And it was a proper setting to think about the current problems and the future of Bosnia and Herzegovina. It was, uh, it was really very nicely done and uh, enjoyed it uh, very much. The next morning we had a, a press conference. Uh, the coalition called the country had a, pre held a press conference uh, because that morning at 9 a.m. local time, we uh, uh, submitted uh, two, what do we call, uh, what do we call, it? it was a civic uh, action, but we uh, submitted to the court, to the, uh, to the state, uh, the country prosecutor, uh, a request to investigate uh, the actions of um, the political figures who celebrated January 9th in Republika Srpska, the day of establishment of Republika Srpska, because it was, according to our constitutional court, deemed illegal. And they proceeded uh, with that celebration in spite of that court ruling. So we sued them, basically. We also sue uh, all the figures, all the political figures and organizations, media outlets that were defined in the uh, 
U.S. report of the Department of Finance, they call it Finance Department, but it's probably the Treasury, that was um, a U.S. administration basically introduced sanctions against three political figures and one media outlet uh, because of their uh, contribution to the corruption and uh, destabilization of the country and because nobody uh, on the uh, legal side took any actions against them, we decided to sue them basically and uh, submitted that to the prosecutor. So we had a conference on that, the press conference on that. It was well attended, a lot of uh, coverage, uh, really um, got a lot of attention in the country because somebody finally decided to take a concrete action and do something so that the courts must take that under consideration. Sue so about 20 people uh, and, uh, and um, organizations that contributed, so on the one hand, to the destabilization of the country, the other, celebration of the unconstitutional uh, day of establishment uh, of Republic, Republika Srpska, of Republika Srpska. Um, because of that, I appeared on the TV Sarajevo, television Sarajevo, uh, about half an hour talking about that and the current events, as well as uh, then on N1, the N, uh, uh, CNN affiliate again had uh, about 20 to 25 minutes conversation during the news hour with the uh, on the same on the same topics. The country is in um, in a very bad shape now uh, because of the nationalistic rhetoric and uh, denial of the genocide uh, on that day, January 9th, and the days leading to it. Uh, there were a, a lot of uh, unrest uh, in, in the Republika Srpska, not unrest, but uh, thugs walking the streets, um, shouting insults to the Bosnian population, uh, uh, celebrating war criminals, uh, invoking those atrocities from the last war, uh, basically saying it's going to happen again. Uh, people, especially those who returned, the Bosniaks, the Bosniaks returned, who returned to their homes, and they are now, uh, which is within the Republic of Srpska, uh, they felt really uneasy, uh, scared. It was well documented, uh, taped on video, similar event in Serbia. <clears throat> and um, there were a lot of um, discussions about that, people throughout the country really feeling uneasy, especially Bosniaks. Uh, the international community um, reacted <clears throat> with their diplomatic concerns about the situation, effectively doing nothing. These section, sanctions that the United States announced were very welcome, but probably deemed insufficient or insufficient, uh, certainly not enough to, to prevent anything. And what happened was that it gave reasons to those 
that were uh, named in those um, in in the announcement of the sanctions. And they uh, became the national heroes for those who uh, in Republika Srpska who are demonstrating chauvinistic, sometimes in fascist behavior. Uh, and so the country is on the brink of, of violence in, in the republicas in, in, in Serbia. And the president went to the city of Priboj, where um, for days people were uh, driving by the mosques and uh, firing from the weapons, uh, making statements, uh, inciting ethnic violence. And so the president went there just to calm down uh, the uh, situation, even though he was the one who is behind all of this and causing people, you know, with nationalist rhetoric at the highest rhetoric at the highest level, you simply encourage um, Serbs in those areas uh, to act, to think it is the time to again invoke the same sentiments that led to the war. And um, the situation is really, really strange. On, on Monday, in about 20 cities throughout the, the world, and a couple in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, there were demonstrations of Bosniaks and Bosnians and Herzegovinians who loved this country. Uh, the protests uh, to ask the international community to act, not to wait. We had a couple of uh, press releases, one of them um, that I wrote personally, uh, in which we invited the United States, France, uh, Great Britain, Russia, China to, to think about what is happening. These are the, is fascism, Nazism, chauvinism, races, uh, their ugly race, their ugly head uh, to any extent in any part of the world and if it's left unchecked it is going back to to hunt them and it can only rise and it will not stop in those countries it will spread throughout the world and my my press release was the invitation to them to think about the consequences uh, future long-term consequences of not acting against it early on with force. Uh, so the um, situation was really hard after that. The United States of America, the administration, issued a call for the authorities to persecute, prosecute those who participated in those demonstrations of hatred uh, forcefully. And of course, that those actions invite reactions, so even on the Bosniak side, so those people who are not careful enough started uh, doing not to the same extent, but also then roaming the streets and uh, shouting things that are very inappropriate, which is something that uh, these thugs actually are waiting for. Serbia side because they need the other party to say something and that's inappropriate and they will claim see they are doing it so it's the same thing and it's just going to escalate 
so unless the cool heads prevail and unless the international community acts really forcefully, we are going to go into really uncertain next 10 months. A lot of questions about elections, will there be elections, a lot of conversations amongst the nationalistic leaders who are stoking this uh, fear very successfully to polarize the society, to turn the election again into the same pattern as before, where they uh, actually captivate the frightened population, thinking the other side is out to get them so that they give the votes to their nationalistic leaders, uh, like to defend them. And in the context of those nationalistic parties, leaders uh, controlling who uh, who control the uh, the outcome of elections by counting the votes, uh, this is really sending a message that we are going into into very uncertain period until the elections. And they are actually trying to figure out how to even prevent elections from happening, therefore cementing the situation as it is. And we already have a, a tough situation now with the uh, fact that um, in the Federation, Federatia part of Bosnia-Herzegovina, we have not had the implementation of the last elections of 2018 where the, those who won the majority of votes, the majority in the parliament, they have not been able to establish uh, the executive branch of the prime minister and ministers because one of the, uh, one party that constitutes or helps to constitute the, the majority at the level of the entity called Federatia, they are um, refusing to participate in the process of naming the government of Federatia because they want the elect election law to change that will ensure that the candidate of that party, one party, uh, Croatian Democratic Community, that's called, um, unless the law is changed, the election law is changed in such a way that they are ensured to have uh, the, um, the to have the certainty that their candidates will win, and uh, which will lead, if those changes take place, that will lead, that would lead eventually to the establishment of a third entity, that will be Croatian, Croat, not Croatian, Croat mostly. And that is, it's not the Croatian democratic uh, community, but Croat democratic community. They're not from Croatia, they're from Bosnia and Um and if that happens, then the country is going into division for sure, because then you have cleanly separated, cleansed three areas, and it's going to, it's like apartheid um, uh, once again. So that combined with the renewed uh, rise of COVID cases, uh, it is very, very, very uncertain. Um, situation. On top of that, the European Union is having problems of its own. 
they would like to join the U.S. in announcing their own sanctions against Mr. Dodik and uh, those around him in Republika Srpska who are causing this situation in the region. Um, they cannot do that because places like Hungary are preventing the vote to take place because it has to be unanimous so they know they cannot uh, unanimously uh, they cannot have the European Union join the US in announcing their own sanctions uh, so they would have to do it independently as different countries that is then not likely that's going to happen because of the economic and energy uh, energy dependence of some of those countries on Russian gas uh, or um, access to gas for the heating of their homes and Russia is against anything that would go against Serbia and Republika Srpska just to stick it to the United States and the European Union. And suddenly it's uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bosnia-Herzegovina is again in the news, uh, again for the wrong reasons, for the bad reasons. So, um, the talk of war is discussions about the possibility of uh, war breaking out again are intensifying. All in all, the situation is tough, it's alarming. Uh, the European Union, uh, or the international community, I should say, is reluctant to use uh, the powers that they have through the Office of High Representative in Bosnia-Herzegovina that can act unilaterally and remove anybody from politics, it can establish any laws, they are reluctant to use that. The secessionists are aware of that, that emboldens them, uh, then basically. Uh, I am of course uh, hopeful that the situation is uh, going to come down, but it, it only it's going to only happen if we start acting in a politically mature way, that all the opposition if all the opposition gets together and decides and decide to or decides to collaborate and coordinate uh, the list of candidates and campaign for the elections, unless that happens, uh, the situation will be really questionable. Leading toward the elections in October 2022. It is still up to us. We still can, if we have the political maturity, if we could somehow get to the point where we are politically mature and uh, act accordingly and prevent the further escalation and increase the chance of winning the against the nationalists in October. And if we push for electronic voting or at least scanning for the scanning uh, of the ballots, paper ballots, um, the situation is going to get a lot worse. That's also happening in the context of the Croats push for that changes in the total law that would be 
uh, leading to even further division in the country. Basically, those two sides are collaborating, the Serbs and the Croats, in destabilizing the country. And the Bosniaks are basically a majority in terms of the population, but not in terms of political power in the parliament because of the distribution of power based on the ethnicities. Everybody almost has one third of the influence. Uh, we don't have the institutional mechanisms to prevent the further slippage of the country uh, in terms of, or slippage toward the, the, the conditions that might lead to some kind of armed uh, conflicts of local or, or more than local nature. We'll see. Uh, we are doing what we can to prevent things. We are fighting for the media attention, we are fighting for the space to promote the message of. Uh, concern and call for action and invitation to international community to act. But the international community is pragmatic, they deal with those in power, unfortunately those in power are the nationalists who are causing all this situation. So it's kind of a catch-22. And um, nobody really knows where this, where this will go. Uh, we are hopeful, we're doing what we can. But we are not a factor at the, at the level of entities, cantons of the go or the or the or the country, because we did not participate in the elections of 18 for those positions. But now we will in the 22. Anyway, tough situation. That's it. Well, the obvious is Republika Srpska obviously is doing what it wants to do in defiance of the laws as set down by the Dayton Peace Accords for the entire country. Now you've at least got some recognition from the U.S. and others that something needs to be done. They're pointing out that this is happening, yet, as you said, a catch-22, nothing is really getting done other than verbally saying this is happening. I mean, what what has to be done to help right the ship and correct some of this? Uh, on, on, on the one hand, see, the, the real source of the problem is or are the governments of Serbia and Croatia. There has to be pressure on Serbia, there has to be pressure on Croatia. Croatia, for Croatia, it is easier because they are in the European Union and they have to follow certain rules. So the European Union has to act much more forcefully. Russia, Serbia is under the influence of Russia and that is even harder. In the context of those two sources of trouble, we have the divisions in the country and as I've said only those political options that work in the interest of the country uh, if they don't come together or 
the citizens go out in the streets in a prolonged way with larger and larger crowds with every passing day with uh, well-defined demands not much can happen so either the uh, the action of the international community or the action of the opposition or the action of the people uh, those are the levers that can be used to prevent this the, uh, this march toward war um, unfortunately neither of the three seem very plausible uh, so this will continue this will continue unfortunately and I know we've talked about it but now that it's even out in the open more, why is the international community so reluctant to do anything? It's like, we'll identify it, but we're not going to do anything to try to stop it. But the U.S. would like to. But the European community is saying, wait a second, this is our problem. They are divided among themselves with different interests and concerns about their relationship with Russia. Russia, on the other hand, is causing the problem in Ukraine, and the United States is now negotiating with Russia on that. But Russia is simply saying, well, it's our security interest zone, and therefore don't, don't mess with that. And now in, they're extending that message to, to Serbia and to Srpska. Uh, therefore, the international community is divided and cannot act. Um, people in Vienna, people in Bosnia and Herzegovina are not uh, are not politically sophisticated or active enough to really act. We are learning just democracy, and it's not working really well. And the opposition is divided because of its own interests. They would rather just win the election than than save the country. So. There are no forces of good um, that are ready to get together to fight it. Um, I'm not sure why the international community doesn't see. You know, they're also afraid. Not only that they uh, they have different interests, but they are probably valued in the situation, saying, "Well, if we act forcefully against uh, Mr. Dodik, uh, that might," and he is now. Um, strong in Republika Srpska because with all of these actions um, he got people to think that everybody is against them so he solidified his support. Probably the international community believes if they were to arrest him that that would call unrest, that would be cause unrests if in the in Republika Srpska and probably some kind of posturing on Republika Serbia or Serbia side that can burden international relations even further. They're afraid that that would come, probably cause some escalation of events even further. I don't believe that. I believe that looking at the history, the only time these people, the bullies, uh, pulled back was when credible force was uh, used against them. Only then they go back. 
they didn't understand the concept of uh, carrot and stick. They didn't understand the concept of uh, discussions and talking. They understand really, really well how the international community works, and they're using that to their advantage. Uh, you cannot reason with bullies, dictators, fascists, shamanists, you cannot. You just have to use the system with all your might to stop that. And the earlier you do it, the more effective it is. If you wait for them to get stronger, then it gets much, much tougher. And that is what we are seeing, unfortunately. And just one more, because I know your time is short. In turn, does this take some of the steam out of your sails and the coalition in doing what you obviously want to do and get a message out there with all of this distraction out there? Yes, it is making our lives much harder and uh, our message cannot cross. See, we are talking about change of values, introducing uh, introduction of principles. We are talking about programs and concrete actions to improve economy and lives of the people. Whereas they are talking about the essential threats, essential needs for security of the people. They are causing uh, the, uh, the turmoil and they are shifting the discourse, political discourse, from the needs of the people to fear. Every year, every four years, they, every four years they do the same thing. Every time, more and more successfully, every time they have to uh, escalate things even further to get to invoke in the people that fear. And in that context, in the context of fear, nobody cares about even economy, let alone the healthcare and um, the, uh, the ecology quality of life or the fact that people are leaving the country, the youth are leaving, that the prices are going up like crazy, the conditions for living, livelihood, uh, um, securing livelihoods is getting harder and harder, but that is being pushed in the second, in the background, into the background, very effectively with this war rhetoric. Um, that makes our job harder, that makes our message being drowned out, that causes for people to uh, get more extreme and uh, unless the, uh, in the international community uh, gets, uh, get attacked or decides to act decisively, not much will happen here. And so I'm really, I'm really pessimistic in terms of what the international community will do or the, what the opposition will do. Um, a little bit more uh, positive on the opposition side, but more, more positive on the people's side, that people will suddenly uh, or finally decide to act. In a, in a prolonged way, we'll, we'll see. Um, 
I cannot believe that in this day and age we are talking about fascism again. We are talking about ethnic hatred, tribal hatred. It's almost like it's uh, medieval times yet again. And in the age of globalization and technology and transportation that's almost just continues from one place to another, we are talking about uh, the most primitive uh, emotions in people as, the, as, as a deciding factor in their voting patterns and uh, I mean, reasons for voting one way or another. When you hear statements like, well, it is okay for our, whatever our means, it is, if it is okay for our people to act this way, but it's not good for those other ones, and you're justifying one thing here, but, but you are uh, complaining about it over there, uh, then you know that in that situation things are right, that uh, there is no room for conversation, discussion, because you don't see your own fault in anything. You just see it in others, and that's the, the ultimate goal of the nationalists, that those blinders, those filters that you have in processing information, receiving news, and they control the media, more so in the Bundesliga than in Federatia, but still, uh, still it's present. Sorry to be uh, so down today, but the situation is such, of course we will not give up, we are, we are fighting with everything we have, but they are narrowing the space, they, the nationalists, narrowing the space of actions for all the well-meaning, country-focused uh, political forces, and we are in that group uh, that that uh, has uh, its political uh, space limited. Nobody said it was going to be easy, but you, the coalition, and others must—you have to be commended for at least trying. It's crazy. Thank you. We are um, uh, we are trying to expand the coalition. We had discussions um, a couple of days ago with uh, one party, small party, but so one party they would like to join us. I held a conversation with one uh, a non-profit organization that would like to join us. Uh, These are positive things, but insufficient uh, in terms of the reach of the coalition. We have to bring in five or six new uh, parties into the coalition just to create a front uh, that is going to be uh, very meaningful. So we'll see. We'll see. Thank you. Man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Stay safe. Be well.